Hi, it's me, Lokathor, from Lokathor's audio-only Let's Plays, anchor.fm slash Lokathor, L-O-K-A-T-H-O-R. Hey there, Kylie Kane from Into the Verse here. This is Troidal Power from the Power Playthroughs podcast. Hey guys, this is Eric Slater from Epic Fails of History, Too Young for This Trek, and Podcasters Assemble. Hi, my name's Bill. I'm from Bill's JRPG Adventures and Other Trappings podcast. Hey folks, I'm Brett from the Skeleton House podcast. And this is my Zelda 2 project. And these are some thoughts on uh, the the prologue story from The Legend of Zelda 2, Link's Adventure, Adventure of Link. The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, TM, copyright 1987, Nintendo. The Legend of Zelda 2. The Adventure of Link. And we're playing Zelda 2 because Bill told us to. Links, assemble! Yes, it's time, folks. It is finally time. Uh, so, part of my quest in life to play as uh, many, many, many old-school uh, JRPGs as I possibly can. Um, it's been very much on the forefront of my mind that at some point we will need to play Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, which is not an action-adventure game. It is a RPG. It's like very much an adventure-type game. Uh, but, yep, side-scrolling with RPG elements. This is a balls-out RPG that nobody wants to play because everybody hates it because it's not like your average Zelda game. So, I've beaten most of the console Zelda games and a few of the handheld ones. Having played the original Legend of Zelda in the past, Legend of Zelda 1, uh, only a couple years ago on the uh, 3DS, I find that most of the story leading from that game into this game seems to hold up pretty well. I've been a pretty big Zelda fan ever since I played Ocarina of Time, and I remember immediately going back and revisiting all the early Zelda games. I have pretty fond memories of playing A Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo, uh, Link's Awakening on my Game Boy, and the original Legend of Zelda for the NES. So pretty much the only Zelda game that I did not enjoy growing up was Zelda 2, and I'm pretty sure that's why Bill chose this game to torment me with. Some background on Zelda 2, I have played Zelda 2 in the past. Uh, me and my brothers got a GameCube for Christmas in like 2003 or 2004 that came with a copy of The Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition, which is a disc that had Zelda 1 and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and a 20-minute demo of Wind Waker and Zelda 2. So that's where I first played it. So I don't actually have a lot of experience with this game. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've tried to play it once or twice, got about two minutes into the game and gave up because it was so freaking hard. This game is a uh, bonkers mess of hardness. Uh, but I'm looking forward to giving it a, a, a real try this time and seeing how far we get and just what we can make of it, you know? What, what will this game, what surprises will it throw our way? That's what I want to know. I don't completely hate this game, but I often describe it as an 8-bit Dark Souls because this game is brutal. 
that the game is the Dark Souls of Nintendo games. If I'm allowed to kind of put forth a newer game uh, that it reminds me a lot of is I'm getting a ton of like Shadow of the Colossus style vibes from this game. I think they were really trying to do some cool and different things in this one, and I do like the mythology of the game, but damn, this one is fucking ah! hard. And you can have a lot of enemies that telegraph exactly how their attacks are going to go most of the time, and if you're a person with reflexes, you can respond to what's happening and then evade or use your shield or whatever. And in that sense, Dark Souls is just a Zelda 2 clone. Or maybe Shadow of the Colossus gave off some Legend of Zelda 2 vibes where you have a sleeping princess or sleeping person and you have to go on a quest to defeat X amount of bosses or X amount of palaces in this case and to, to revive the princess and to save the land or in the Shadow of Colossus case, uh, revive the, the chick, the, the, the lady that Wander loves and so on and so forth. Also, fun fact, <laughs> um, everyone knows about error in this game. There is a character that literally you talk to him and all he says is, I am error. I think my favorite moment from the game was when you go into this town and this random NPC just says, I am error. That made me laugh pretty hard. I actually ended up using that as the screenshot for my 404 page on my history blog. And you know, when people talk in this game, it's in all caps. So it's kind of like the big meme thing, you know, as one of the, one of the most known things about Zelda 2 is the I am error meme. Um, but actually it was not a mistranslation folks. No, it was not. His name is actually Error, and there is a guy living in the woods who is called Bagu. Now that is the translation error. He was not supposed to be called Bagu. He was supposed to be called Bug. And these two are best friends. When you speak to Bagu, he says, "Give this, give this thing to the uh, to the river man," which actually means give this guy to the bloke guarding the river, and he will let you through. He will let you through to the next area. And it's but it's Error. And then later on as well, there's another guy uh, in Nido, I think it is, who tells you to go speak to Error, and then Error tells you the location of one of the palaces. So he does have a function in the game, but him and Bug, Error and Bug, it's supposed to be a computer programming joke that just is not funny in the slightest. But it led to a lot of memes, so they got a laugh somewhere out of it, didn't they? So the project, what is the project, people? As you're about to hear, there's a lot of people giving their views and opinions on uh, the game as they play through it. Uh, well, starting off with this little pilot episode where everyone's going to talk about the manual because it's an NES game. Before you play, you must read the manual. That is law, okay? Written since the dawn of time. So notes on the start is that the manual is gigantic. It's like 50 pages or something, and the story introduction alone is 12 pages long. And like all great journeys, this one begins with an instruction manual. They they misspelled alter wrong twice, though, and then correctly once, which is kind of weird. I found the story to be interesting, and I find it to be a good primer on getting yourself acquainted with the new systems and new gameplay, especially with it being a side-scroller for this game. So this story is interesting. It is a sequel to the original Legend of Zelda. That's kind of cool. Now, it's the irony of this game. Zelda 2 is literally a second Zelda. Yes. 
Now, I'm going to have the guys go, now, uh, uh, lo- lovely, lovely Skelly from the Skeleton House podcast, and uh, um, <coughs> our good friend at Podcasters Assemble, Eric, have both lovingly read the manual. So towards the end of this, I'm going to have their, uh, their mix-up, uh, mash-up of the manual being read, and I'm going to stick those together and uh, for your pleasure, because the story for this game is quite in-depth. Uh, but of course, it's an NES game, so there was no story while you're playing. All the story is in the manual, and it's all front-loaded as well. But yeah, it is literally about a second Zelda. So you saved a Zelda in the first game, and then you find out that all the princesses of Hyrule um, have been called Zelda since God knows when. And yeah, um, your good friend Impa takes you and shows you a sleeping Zelda and goes, Hey look, can you wake this one up? It's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm Link. Look, I've got a cool tattoo in the back of my hand. Uh, and the story is actually kind of interesting in the NES style of way where they don't tell you any of the story in the game, but it's all in the manual. Um, Ganon has been defeated by Link. Cool. But he's still got minions out there. And apparently the minions want to steal Link's blood and pour it on the ashes of Ganon to bring him back. That's metal as heck. The art in the manual is really good. Link looks really cartoony, like the the old, what, 90s cartoon? And there's a couple of images where he's, like, throwing jazz hands, casting spells, or flexing his muscles, or lying on the ground with an arrow stuck in his butt. What I like about that, though, is that it binds Link and Ganon together again. Like, Link was destined to destroy Ganon, but also Link is the key to bringing Ganon back. I like that their destinies are intertwined like that. Believe it or not, I was one of those weird kids that actually liked reading the instruction booklets that came with games, like back in the 90s. I mean, back then, they really went all out with these things sometimes. And especially with like these early Nintendo games, you got most of the story from the manual. Other than that link between Link and Ganon, I don't understand this story. So basically, Link has a weird crest on his hand, and he's like, hey, Impa, what's this? And she's like, check it out. Here's Princess Zelda in a coma. But it's a different Princess Zelda because this Princess Zelda has been in a coma for a long time because she has part of the Triforce or she knows something about the Triforce and her brother had a magician put a spell on her because he wouldn't tell her about it. That's weird. Just a pension, guys. It says here Link 16, and this happened six years after the first Zelda game. So Link was 10. Like, Link was a tiny boy living in a cave. <laughs> 10 years old. When he went out and saved <laughs> saved the world in the first Zelda game. How, how utterly, utterly bonkers is that? But then because Link has the Triforce on his hand, that means he's destined to be able to read a scroll that tells him that he's going to claim the Triforce. For, it's, it's his destiny. And to do it, he has to go to six temples, I guess, and put stones in the statue, and then he can go and like to the, a place called the Valley of Death, where he's going to release the Binding Force. I mean, this sounds like Link is going to release Ganon. Now, the question that's on everybody's lips, and I was really hoping that my buddy Scott from the RPG After Years podcast would do this for me, but he didn't. So fuck him, Scott. You suck. Um, (laughs) What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you where this game is in the Zelda timeline. 
Yep, I'm sure you're all so excited for this. So excited. So this is actually a game that's at the very, very end of the Zelda timeline. This is it. This is the finale of everything Zelda. So we have started at the very, very end. I know a couple of the guys have asked, oh, can we play some of the better Zelda games after this? I don't know about that. We'll see. Um, <laughs> if we do, I'll create a new podcast feed. <laughs> That's the rule, okay? If this turns into a bigger project, it's going to have a brand new podcast feed. <laughs> uh, we'll call it the Zelda Assemble feed or something. Uh, Link's Assemble. That's better, Link's Assemble. Uh, but yes, the game... So this this is actually the, uh, the end of a timeline. Now, I'm sure some of you who um, are educated go, oh, okay, yeah, I know all about the Zelda timeline. And for most of you like me who don't have a freaking clue about anything to do with this, uh, you'll be like, what? What's, what's the Zelda timeline? So, Zelda has the most bonkers timeline known to man. And even, even Nintendo, in their official timeline, says at the bottom, this may change due to whatever and even the player's imaginations. So basically, it's all a load of bollocks. But everything starts way back on the Wii with Skyward Sword. <laughs> that is apparently the beginning of Zelda. Now, there's lots of Zeldas, lots of links. Um, and as I said before, uh, Zelda is the name of any Hyrulean princess. They have to be called Zelda for some bonkers reason. But yeah, we all start with Skyward Sword, uh, where we have the ancient battle and the reincarnation of the goddess Hylia. And then the sacred realm is sealed off. We get the establishment of the Hyrule Kingdom. And then in the Minesh Cap, which is the next game in the series, uh, we get the rise of the evil Vati. And then Four Swords continues with the resurrection of Vati. And then we have a uh, Hyrulean Civil War, which is then follows into the events of Ocarina of Time. Now, this is a time-based game. So, what do we get? We get a split in the timeline. So, there is, uh, there is a split where the hero wins, and the split then goes to uh, another split. So you can either win as Child Link, Child Era as it's called, or Adult Era. And those games, you know, they go off on themselves, but that's not where we're going, guys. No, we're going the other way. If Link was defeated and Ganon is the winner, then we go down the Hero is Defeated timeline, which is the decline of Hyrule and the last hero. So, and this all starts with uh, an imprisoning war, which actually led to uh, the games and the events of A Link to the Past, where we get to the resurrection of Ganon, and also the subsequent um, defeat of Ganon. <laughs> uh, after, after that, uh, we uh, Link then, you know, does the right thing. He takes a bucket load of mushrooms and gets on a boat. And then we have Link's Awakening, the best, the best Zelda game, by the way. Link's Awakening, yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't played the remake, but it is the best Zelda game, you know. Uh, uh, the Ballad of the Windfish. Uh, yep. And then that then leads on to uh, the Oracle of Seasons. Uh, is that it? Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages? I think that's the right game. Uh, it is extremely confusing, uh, which again has a resurrection of Ganon, <laughs> and then we have a link between worlds, which also has a resurrection of Ganon, and then the Triforce Heroes, and then we get down to where we are now. So you know the, the monarchs of Hyrule start using the Triforce after uh, Triforce Heroes, um, and then we get the tragedy of Princess Zelda, which is this is where it gets a little bit confusing because this is where the manual for Zelda Two comes into play. So Zelda 2 starts off telling you about the tragedy of Princess Zelda, uh, <laughs> um, and then we get the adventure. Then we get the Legend of Zelda. 
And I'm also kind of uh, really excited to get into it, reading through all of the different spells you can get and uh, different effects and different things you can find throughout the game. And uh, I'm kind of excited to revive the original Zelda. And then there's also more realistic, gritty-looking artwork of enemies which have pretty poor image quality, but the art itself looks like really menacing and interesting. So as a quick sum up <laughs> for, the, for the tragedy of Princess Zelda, uh, it basically the final king got to the point where he thought, um, you know, my son's not going to do a good job of looking after the Triforce here. So he splits it, you know, he splits it down and he takes away the uh, Triforce of Courage and hides it somewhere. And this is basically the events of Zelda 2. I'll let the guys explain that later. And then this is where um, he Zelda falls asleep and she's the sleeping Zelda, but then we get another Zelda come later on um, in The Legend of Zelda. So many, many years after he hid it and then his son went bonkers and joined with some sort of weird wizard and, to try and take it over, uh, the, the Kingdom of Hyrule is um, uh, attacked and the trifles of power is stolen. And the attack was led by the demon king Ganon, who has once again been revived and sought to plunder the world in fear of darkness under his rule. Um, so the uh, the current Zelda, uh, she splits the Triforce of Wisdom into eight fragments and hides them through the world. I don't know why she just did it. <laughs> and then she she uh, then she commands uh, Impa to secretly escape into the land and go find a man with enough courage to destroy the evil Ganon. And this is where we find him. <laughs> so Link basically then gets all the bits together and him and Zelda reunite the Triforce of Power and Wisdom after defeating Ganon. And then we move into this, Zelda 2. That's where we are, guys. This is the end of everything. This is the end of the adventure. And just in case you're wondering, uh, Breath of the Wild is in its own bonkers realm of nothingness. There's a world map on one of the pages which has a bunch of names that are recognizable from later games. There's Rauru Town and Saria Town and Death Mountain. Um, which I think is from later games, but it could be from Zelda 1. I, I don't know, I've never beaten Zelda 1. So you got Rudo Town, uh, Tatiara Desert, Tantari Desert, the North Castle, Parappa Desert, uh, Rauru Town... Uh, Mido Town, the port, it's just called Port, I guess it's the only port in Hyrule. Uh, the Medora Swamp, Medoro Swamp, the Morug Swamp, Saria Town, the King's Tomb, Death Mountain, and of course the uh, nearby equally exciting Death Mountain area. Surely nothing good is hidden in the Valley of Death. Why would you be unbinding something that was hidden in a place called the Valley of Death? Also, another fun fact about this game, um, the actual original Hyrule from Zelda 1 is in the bottom right of the map. So it's just a very small area of Zelda 2, but the actual layout and design of it is supposed to be a sort of like a recreation of the area from the Zelda 1. You know, it's not perfect, but it's kind of as good as. <laughs> but it's there, so it just goes to show that the whole of Zelda 1 happened down there, then the whole of Zelda 2 happens just north of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a nice little touch. I like it when developers do stuff like that. I am a little concerned because there's a blurb in the manual that says that the palaces are labyrinths and you should make a map as you proceed. Because I, I'm not going to make a map as I proceed.
The other thing I really love about this though is at the very end, it specifically calls out that Link takes up a magical sword in his left hand and a magical shield in his right hand. Because Link's left-handed. And we all know it. And if you don't know it, well, now you learned. It's canon. That's Ganon canon. And we got a map of Hyrule. Uh, and it's kind of funny in each of these games, if like you're um, one of those kind of fans like I am, you tend to notice that Hyrule is constantly shifting. Like everything is, nothing is ever in the same place. It's it's, it's like it's like a totally different world each time. So either Hyrulean map makers are really terrible at their job, or every game is a different interpretation of the same story where all the details are wrong. Ooh, actually, I thought of one more thing I like, um, that apparently this, like, way, 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 way back in the family line, the royal family line of Hyrule, um, there was this prophecy about Zelda, and so they decreed that, like, all the girls are named Zelda. So I guess this knocked out Zelda is a different Zelda than the Zelda that Link rescued in The Legend of Zelda, but that makes sense because all the girls are named Zelda. It must get very confusing at Thanksgiving. Oh, January 14th, 1987. That was when Legend of Zelda 2 was released. I keep saying Legend of Zelda. It was literally just called Zelda 2 Adventure of Link. I've got to get that right in my head. Man. This project's going to go on for a little bit. <laughs> it's definitely the game of the pack that I played the least of, mostly because it was extremely hard and I could never get anywhere in it. Like, I, I can guarantee I spent more time playing that 20-minute time-locked Wind Waker demo than... Zelda 2 by a factor of like 10. The instruction manual goes on to explain how to make a new file, um, how to register and save, a warning about resetting the game without saving, an explanation of how lives work, uh, a diagram of the controls, of course, you know, like I'm kind of surprised that wasn't on the first page of the manual. And of course, the rest of the manual just goes on to show you what different items do, what different enemies do, and um, how to pick up hookers. It gives you, it goes into depth on the magic that you've got going on in here, um, how to talk to people in towns. It's just, it gives you so much information. And it's, I feel like it's really important that you do you do learn this stuff because it's going to be difficult you know it even tells you about how to navigate the lifts in the palaces and you know about taking you know you've got to find a special item in the palace before you take on the boss and then it also tells you about the great palace at the end and yeah it's just really really good stuff and yeah like i say it is absolutely beautiful uh, if you go to uh, mikesrpgcenter.com he's got a set he's got a page on manuals and in there is the zelda 2 matter like a pdf of it and it is just absolutely beautiful This official seal is your assurance that Nintendo has reviewed this product and that it has met our standards for excellence in workmanship, reliability, and entertainment value. Always look for this seal when buying games and accessories to ensure complete compatibility with your Nintendo Entertainment System. Thank you for selecting the Nintendo Entertainment System Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link Pack. Please read this instruction booklet to ensure proper handling of your new game, and then save the booklet for future reference. 
The idea is, is that my podcasting friends are going to play through the game with me. Uh, we're going to play through one palace at a time and then give our thoughts on, you know, the silly little side quests that we had to do to open up said palace and then our journey through the palace and defeating the boss of the palace. So I can't imagine these episodes are going to be super long. It's not like our uh, James Bond style ones that we do that go like an hour and a half long on these, on these types of mashup episodes. But uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Very interesting. I'm, I'm excited to get to this project and have friends play along with me. That's the main thing. I'm going to try to get as far as I can without looking up any guides, but I'm not super confident in my ability. I know it's not going to be as bad, but Zelda 2 and Castlevania 2 occupy the same space in my mind of interesting ideas that maybe didn't work out so well in practice. I'm really excited to play it, and um, I, I kind of like the se- like the setups. But in another sense, I hate the game and I don't want to play it ever again. So I'm expecting some puzzle solutions that are going to take me 100 years to figure out. Ultimately, I am excited to play Zelda 2 and add it to my list of NES games that I've actually completed, which right now is just Super Mario Brothers, I think. Having played a lot of old RPGs, <laughs> this game's not bad. Uh, it's pretty, pretty damn, damn, damn hard, though. Which is why I've introduced with this one, uh, I'm going to be playing something called the Zelda 2 Redux, which was made by uh, Shadow1333 on romhacking.net. Now, he's actually got a GitHub for this, and you can download it. Uh, it's just a, uh, it's a huge, I say huge, but it just, it's a huge change to the game, but he's changed it by making very, very minor tweaks. Precautions. Do not leave the game pack in extreme temperatures. Do not immerse in water. And do not clean with benzene, thinner, alcohol, or other such solvents. Copyright 1989, Nintendo of America, all rights reserved. Uh, he's just like, you know, uh, there were actually quite a few differences between the American like, and English release of the game on the NES and the version on the Super Famicom. Like one had better graphics with moving tiles, and the other one had better music, and you know, there, was, there was a bit of give and take with things like that, where some of them had very different bits going on in each so he's kind of just tried his best to combine them so it, it has the improved graphics has the improved audio uh, the dungeons have all their windows because for some reason on the version that we have in the US and the uh, in the UK and everywhere else that speaks English so only two of the dungeons had a window you know they're all supposed to have this individual little window around the outside but for some reason they're all gone but they've all been restored and it has little things in there like enemy balancing and things like that uh, so that is the version that i have uh, well i've downloaded the ip uh, isp file and i have applied it to my rom and that is the version i am going to play for this project Thanks, Bill, for organizing this even if you made fun of me for sending in a 20 minute wave file of me reading the entire manual at first you jerk thank you for your time good night thanks to everyone who contributed to today's episode uh it was great great turnout i'm very thankful for all of you guys from troy eric skelly locafor and uh kylie kane uh i really appreciate your input and i look forward to hearing from you guys all in the future um, again, uh, we will be doing episode one, which will be completing the first palace on the, and I'd like to have audio submitted for that by January 24th. So January 24th, complete the first palace of Zelda 2. Uh, 
Um, and if anyone else would like to contribute to this uh, Zelda 2 project, please reach out to me on Twitter at Metunica, M-E-T-U-N-N-I-C-A, or, at, um, or on Discord or any other way that you guys know how to get hold of me. I'd love to have your input into this game. Other than that, guys, I'm going to leave you with Skelly and Eric's rendition of the story from the manual. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody, and I'll see you See you later. So remember, January 24th, complete the first palace. Uh, so, this is for you, Bill, and may God have mercy on your soul. And Bill told me to read this manual, so I'm going to read it for Bill's Golden Game Club. The story of the adventure of Link. At the end of a fierce fight, Link overthrew Ganon, took back the Triforce, and rescued Princess Zelda. However, is it all really finished? Many seasons have passed since then. Hyrule was on the road to ruin. The power that the vile heart of Ganon had left behind was causing chaos and disorder in Hyrule. What's more, even after the fall of Ganon, some of his underlings remained, waiting for Ganon's return. The key to Ganon's return was the blood of Link, the valiant lad who overthrew the King of Evil. Ganon would be revived by sacrificing Link and sprinkling his blood on the ashes of Ganon. That's pretty metal. Meanwhile, Link remained in the little kingdom of Hyrule and lent his hand to its restoration, but circumstances did not look very good. One day, a strange mark exactly like the crest of the kingdom appeared on the back of Link's hand as he approached his 16th birthday. That's a, that'll be a little triangle. The worried Link went to Impa, Princess Zelda's nursemaid, and was shocked, who was shocked and frightened when she saw the birthmark. When she regained her composure, she took Link to the North Castle. There was a door in the North Castle called the Door That Does Not Open. Only the descendants of the Impa family, who served the king, knew how to open the door. Impa took Link's left hand and pressed the back of it against the door. There was a sound of a lock falling open. The door slowly cracked open, and there on an altar in the middle of the room lay a beautiful woman. Here lies Princess Zelda. Impa began to speak calmly. Is that how you spell altar? I think they spelled altar. Oh, hold on. Yeah, they they spelled it A-L-T-E-R, like they're going to change something, but it is A-L-T-A-R, like something you put something fancy on. Link, the time has come when I must tell you the legend of Zelda handed down in Hyrule. Hey, they name dropped it. It is said that long ago, it is it is said that a long ago, okay, there's another little typo. When Hyrule was one country, a great ruler maintained the peace in Hyrule using the Triforce. However, the king too was a child of man and he died. Then the prince of the kingdom should have become king and inherited everything, but he could inherit the Triforce only in part. The prince searched everywhere for the missing parts, but could not find them. Then a magician close to the king brought him some unexpected news. Before he died, the king had said something about the Triforce to only the younger sister of the prince, Princess Zelda. The prince immediately questioned the princess, but she wouldn't tell him anything. After the prince, the magician threatened to put the princess into an eternal sleep if she did not talk, but even still she said nothing. I should mention like this gor gor gorgeous artwork that is on every page. I think this picture is the coolest one so far. There's a guy in a cloak. It's like a shadow of the prince who has a giant whip. In his anger, the magician tried to cast a spell on the princess. The surprised princess tried to stop him, but the magician fought off the prince and went on chanting the spell. 
Then when the spell was finally cast, Princess Zelda fell in that spot and entered a sleep from which she might never awake. At the same time, the magician also fell down and breathed his last. In his grief, the prince placed the princess in this room. He hoped that someday she would come back to life. So that this tragedy would never be forgotten, he ordered that every female child born into the royal household shall be given the name Zelda. From the stand next to the altar, again spelt wrong, where Princess Zelda lay in a deep sleep, Impa took six crystals and a scroll from with the same crest and handed them to Link. For generations, my family has been handed down these things which have been set aside for a time when a great king will come. They are written in an ancient script that no one can read now. But you, who have the crest, may be able to read it. It is said that the key to uniting the Triforce is hidden there. Now it is time for you to read it. Link glanced at the scroll, half in doubt. But what do you know? Although he had never seen the letters before, he found that he could read them as if they were talking to him. This was written on the scroll. You who will control the Triforce of the future, I shall hand down to you the secrets of the Triforce. There are three kinds of Triforce, power, wisdom, and courage. When these three are brought together, the Triforce will show its maximum power. Of the three, I have left power and wisdom in the kingdom, but the Triforce of courage I have hidden for a reason. Not everybody can use the Triforce, it requires a strong character with no evil thoughts. But an inborn special quality is also ne necessary. Unfortunately, I have not found such a person during my lifetime. Therefore, I have decided to cast a spell on all of Hyrule. A crest will appear of a a crest will appear on a young man with that character who has been brought up correctly, has gained many kinds of experiences, and reached a certain age. But what will happen if someone else uses the Triforce before then? If it is misused, it will produce many evils. The Triforce of Courage is hidden in the Great Palace in the Valley of Death on the largest island in Hyrule. However, to enter there you must first fight the Guardian and undo the Blinding Force. When you have defeated the Guardians, which I made to prevent the enemies from invading the six palaces in Hyrule, set a crystal in the forehead of the statue you find. When you have set crystals in all of the statues in the six palaces, the Blinding Force, placed on the Valley of Death, will be removed and you will be able to enter the Great Palace. There you must fight the last Guardian, and you can obtain the Triforce only by defeating that Guardian. There's nothing to fear, you are the one to get the Triforce. You are the beacon of hope for Hyrule. Alright, I'm on the last page, thank god. Impa implored Link, who raised his head slowly after reading the scroll. The magic spell cast upon Princess Zelda was sure to be broken if the Triforce is used. Please Link, unite the Triforce and save the princess, and bring back peace to Hyrule. Link nodded silently in approval and left the room after taking a long glance at the altar, which is spelt correctly this time. Then with a magical sword in his left hand and a magical shield in his right, he set off alone on his long travels. At that time, Ganon's underlings were calling up new allies from the underworld, and were beginning to work devilishly towards the revival of Ganon. Ooh, that's a story and a half. The vast Hyrule is the stage for the adventure. There are six palaces hidden in Hyrule. Link must gain experience by fighting Ganon's underlings and get information while visiting towns here and there. And after defeating the Guardians at the Palaces of Death Valley, he must obtain the Triforce of Courage. That is Link's mission.